0: Back, welcome back to Inside the Scoreboard. It's Jamal and I'm Corey. All right, we're gonna get straight to it. Uh, this episode is gonna be really based about the uh, Charlotte Hornets and how they season, uh, quick season recap and what they should do moving forward. Um, as we all know, the Charlotte Hornets finished 43 and 39 for the season, uh, four games over 500, but they ended up uh, being the 10th seed and pretty much uh, end up losing to the uh. In the play-in uh, against the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks, and uh, we got blown out. It was pretty bad. Uh, Coach Barrego ended up being fired, probably about I would say about a month ago. And so here we are now. Um, Corey, man, what's your thoughts about how the season went, man?
1: Man, overall, you know, you I see moderate improvement within the Hornets. Um, I do agree with the firing of James Barrego. I'm more so. I'm a, I'm actually going to spin that question to you, um, but. I, I like I like the Hornets. Uh, I like the Hornets' moderate improvement. I feel like the firing of James Borrego had to happen, really more so urgently because of La, the addition of Lamelo. I feel like the Hornets franchise knows that this guy is probably. I'm not going to say probably not going to stay. He wants to be in a winning situation. So Charlotte at this point is trying to create somewhat of a winning environment, and I think James Borrego was. Would, I'm not going to say was okay with losing, but maybe it's not the coach I need with trying to create that winning environment. It sounds bad, but James, James did a good job. Coach Brago did a great job. The Hornets did a, an improved job, but we have a lot further we need to go. Um, and we got the right pieces, but what do you think about that? James Reagan, excuse me, James Brago firing. Like, do you feel like it was timely? What, what do you think about
0: it? Uh, it seemed like, uh, I mean, I know he and people say uh, it was a 10 win jump increment, but they got realized that it happened during the pandemic. So we had a shortened season. Um, That's how he was able to get those 10 wins uh, each season. So I think last year was 72 games. And then the year before that, it was the, that's when the bubble happened. And so the season would just cut short. So I think it went to 23 to 33 to now 43. But this is actually a full 82 game season. So it's really not a true 10 game increase Uh, or winning increases if we had 10 more games. So I don't, you know, people are kind of bent out of shape about that saying how he improved the team, which he did. I'm not taking that away from Borrego, but to me, uh, I can only speak for myself from what I saw. It looks like he lost the locker room or it looks, that's what it felt like they just were not listening to him or he wasn't just seemed like he couldn't get the team to be committed to defense Um, with a team I mean, it's not like we're not an athletic team. I mean, we do have Niles Bridges, P.J. Walker, Kelly Oubre. Uh, Terry's athletic enough. LaMelo uh, has a, a pretty long wingspan. Mason is 6'10", 6'11". not saying he's a defensive uh, guru or a defensive juggernaut by any stretch of imagination. But you do have the pieces in place to have a subpar or above average defensive team. And I think that's where he kind of dropped the ball at.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I can I can, I can, can see that. I can definitely see that. Um like, especially um, late because, <clears throat> especially good, good, excuse me, I'm sorry, but good, uh, good um, mentioning of the fact that the seasons were shorter. I feel like a lot of people did forget that, me included, that the seasons were shorter. So it's, he really just got his first fair um, assessment here within the last, I'd say, two years. Uh, and just, just with the recent acquisitions of LaMelo, some young guys with some potential you need a guy to come in there and really control the locker room. Like it can't really be a, a in-between sort of thing. Um, and we started seeing the, Horn- seeing the Hornets make repetitive mistakes, especially when it came to defense, like you mentioned. He um, just couldn't get those guys to commit. But um, what do you, you think is going to happen with this offseason, man? Because, okay, boom, we hire a coach. Uh, do you have – actually, you know what, do you have a, a, a coach that you would like to see come to Charlotte, like next season?
0: Uh, I got a few coaches in mind, and I do want to say, and this is i uh, not trying to bash Pereira or anything like that, but I do want to uh, give him give him uh, give him his flowers, even though it may be too late. He did help develop Devonte, um, help get Terry consistent on the offensive end, help Miles Bridges develop, help PJ develop. So he did do some good things, and so. Uh, we'll give him his props so that even kind of, you know, he didn't uh, start mellow right away. He went to mellow to see certain things, which I appreciate the thing, you know, not um, not kind of going against your morals or your beliefs as a coach. But it was just, like you said, it's just time for, I feel like, a new voice. And the guy, the guy, so I think that the Hornets should either go out there, if they're available. Um, well, I know the first option is Quinn Snyder for me. I just feel like he's um, the most recent coach that has success, of course, with the Jazz, even though they did get bounced. But he's consistently put that team in, uh, in the spot to compete. And uh, honestly, I like him, I think he's hard-nosed. Uh, I think he would get the, uh, he would have the players respect and they would listen to him. And then the second option for me, uh, is really like uh, 1B and 2B um, with Mark Jackson and Mike D'Antoni. I, I feel like even though Mike D'Antoni doesn't pretty, pretty, much, pretty much solve our offensive, I mean, defensive problems, I feel like he will have, we will not be a playoff team with Mike D'Antoni. I feel like the caliber of coach he is, he will just unlock this offense, even though it's a pretty good, um, even though we're pretty good on offense, I feel like he would take us to another level.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like with LaMelo, for me, the Mike D'Antoni is the ideal situation. Um, Mark Jackson, of course, is not, it's not, um, it's not a bad pick at all. I just feel like Mike D'Antoni's offensive mindset may be good for LaMelo in these next couple of years. Um sure we might might big might, y'all. Big, big might become one of the most productive offenses. Mike D'Antoni seems to have that effect on these teams. We remember his effect on the Houston Rockets. While they didn't necessarily win anything substantial, we knew that they can put up a lot of points and you were gonna have to outscore Houston every night. Um, I mean that's that's the goal every game, but particularly with Houston during that time, Mike D'Antoni was coaching. I just see some him bringing some of that here to Charlotte. Uh, like I said, with those young guys, not to mention any
0: pieces that we can grab in
1: the offseason. Mike D'Antoni is my top pick right now.
0: And then, and uh, even so, I know he's known as an offensive coach, but I did, uh, uh, you gotta remember 2017, 2018, they were pretty good defensively. They had some guys like uh, PJ Capella, mm-hmm. um, as well as Trevor Ariza. And uh, they mm-hmm. actually finished uh, seventh in, uh, defense, in defensive rating. Um, It was more part of their uh, assistant coach. Uh, I'm going to mess up his name, but Jeff Bizdelic. Jeff Bizdelic, if I'm not mistaken, that's his assistant coach name. And he was Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much their guy that ran the defense. But it does prove that, you know, that Dan Tony can get – he can pick his staff to where, okay, I'm a great at offense, but I can also bring my staff in who is good with defenses and um, good with other aspects of the game and not just offense. So I do like that um as, as far as as far as mark jackson is concerned i don't know why he gets so much hate um i know people think he has this like old uh old school mindset of like you know i think he made some religious comments i'm not 100 sure so i'm not gonna uh i'm not gonna comment on that so let me digress from that situation let me backpedal a little bit but as far as um as far as him being a coach i mean he did help you know develop uh seth i mean, excuse me, not step stephen clay um, and they were in the playoffs. It wasn't like they were like uh, underachieving. I mean, he had them um, going to that next level. Um, so I'm not sure what happened, where the ball was dropped. Um, I'm not sure if it was front office not getting along with Mark Jackson or vice versa, but it just seemed not to work out. But I mean, the guy did say before it, before anybody else wanted to claim it or say it or even uh, Stephen Clay believed it, maybe themselves that they were the best, he said they were the best shooting backcourt ever to play the game. And this when they were early in their career, and so he obviously knows what he's talking about because we've seen um, their career take off since then. So I like Mark Jackson and I like Quinn Snyder. And I like Mike D'Antoni. I feel like you really got to get a uh, veteran coach that can uh, get get the locker room, that listens to the locker room. I don't want to see us kind of backpedal and go out there. Kenny Atkinson, who is kind of like the mode of the James Borrego. You know, I feel like you really got to get somebody in there that can just um, get that locker room.
1: Yeah, man. Like, like A track record. I, I need a guy that can come in here who has an established track record. I'm not I'm not saying come in and take his NBA championship next season, but I just see other organizations across the league acquire these guys with some sort of winning track record. And that could be because they're more notable organizations. I get that. It just would be nice to see some of those names come to Charlotte, not just because of the name but more so because of the proven track record. Winning does something. Winning is contagious. So when you bring a guy in who has won before, the other guys around him are going to gravitate to that. And I think the organization this year, this offseason in particular, needs to keep that at the forefront. Bring a guy in, let's start from the top to bottom, winning. I love the move with Mitch Kupchak. I don't know if we're going to be able to keep him over the next few years, but I love that first acquisition upstairs to bring him in. Then I feel like now we're at a stage where we do need to bring in a winning coach, because that's going to transcend, maybe not, maybe not, we're not, excuse me, we may not be able to bring in, a, you know, a lot of winning proven players, but because we have a lot of young guys, that winning atmosphere will be contagious, man. I, I think, I think the Hornets got a nice, we got a nice clean slate. A lot of people are are, are a little kind of griping a little bit how we exited. Um, but if we're honest, we wasn't expecting to win a championship, but it would be nice to go ahead and win maybe our first playoff series. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing.
0: And that kind of does fall back on Borrego, like in the playing games, for us to get blown out the way we did. You know, you yeah. gotta have your, you gotta have your players ready to go, and that be and just not saying this a hundred percent his fault, but I do feel like as a coach you gotta have your guys ready to go. They gotta believe in uh, what you're preaching to them, and um, they do take blame uh blame for it as well. You know, those guys they gotta put more effort out there. You know, especially in the defensive end. I know it's like kind of beating the dead horse, but um, I, I feel like either Quinn's not – those veteran, those three veteran coaches, um, Clint Snyder, Dan Tony, Mark Jackson. Really, no particular order. I would be pleased with uh, with Dan Tony. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, what can he unlock for the offense? And then with Quinn Snyder, like defensively, he'll. Uh, we're just all around. I think he. Uh, I'm curious to see what he can do uh, with within and Mark Jackson. I, I think he can really uh, install discipline into these uh, into these young guys. But um, are those your top three or? who, I know you said Tony. Is that your guy that you want them to go with? That's my top guy. But like I said, I'm, I'm not compli- complaining about a Mark
1: Jackson. We could get any, th- any one of those three guys. The organization is going in a better direction. You know what I'm saying? So, boom, we got our coach. You know, it'll be nice to get one of those three guys. Now, as far as player acquisitions, what do you want the Hornets to go after? Maybe position-wise, maybe something you saw in, in the last season that we were lacking.
0: What do you want the Hornets to go after this offseason? Man, they, they got to go uh, uh, big. Um, they got to go big, man. They got, they need a big man. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't had a big man since Al Jefferson, and he wasn't really a defensive big. Um, but he was, you know, he was in the, uh, that paid presence. And... Um, then before that it was Tyson Chandler before that it was in Mecca Okafor so we really haven't had you know I'm just naming three guys and from the span of what 2004 to now and then Al Jefferson was the most recent one Um, I like Mason Plumlee I I would love for him to come off the bench I love what he brings he's able to throw those um, passes those outlet passes like Kevin Love and kind of bring the ball of course just a little bit not too much Um, but they have to they have to go get a big man whether that's and I want a defensive big, but I can take, I'll take what I can get, bro. Because um, the guys who possibly might be available, it's rumored that Gobert will uh, Gobert, uh, mm-hmm. be out um, in Utah. And then there's Peyton, with his contract situation, he's going to be a restricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken. So a team can offer him a contract. Phoenix probably will match it, but, you know, a shoot for the stars uh, with it. I know he's not a defensive guy, but all around, I like his game. Wish he was a little bit bigger. And more stout, but you know I, I like what he bring, what he brings to the table. And then you look at a guy I know you I know you stated this several times before. I feel like it's two years too late. but going after a guy like Mouse Turner. I feel like he'd be the more cheaper option. Um, mm-hmm. Getting him here, uh, and he's a guy that can stretch the floor. Uh, don't really have a post game, but he can protect the rim. So you kind of get a three point shooter that can uh, protect the rim. That's not bad either. But those are my three bigs that I wouldn't mind the Hornets going after. Um, how about you? I mean, I, I, it's definitely clear we need
1: a big um, – me personally wouldn't be mad at a Rudy, you know, Gobert. I'm not the biggest fan. To me, off is a little soft. I think that's kind of been Donovan's problem with him since he got there. Just does little things. Always brings the ball low. Um, doesn't really take advantage of matchups often and doesn't play for the big moments. You know, fortunately, they got a situation out there. And I'm not going to uh, pester too much on Utah – but they got a good situation out there with a young Donovan Mitchell and some some nice surrounding cast. Um, but Rudy to me is 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 one of their weaker links. Um, I know he, I know he's a st- stat sheet stuffer. He does bring in the boards, um, second chance points, which ultimately helps you win games. But for him coming into the Hornets, it'll be a lot a um, lot more re- relying on Rudy, and I, I, that's not something I'm comfortable with as a fan. I wouldn't be comfortable with as the coach. Um, but hey, let's see what they do as a big man. me, I would like them to go after another um maybe maybe it's another score um a, a veteran score for me would be would be nice. a guy that can come off the bench um, or a true veteran score who could, who could start. I know that's tough. I don't want us to go after a Russell Westbrook. Um, not only do I do I think he'll be too expensive. um he'll just mess up the locker room for us. I don't, I don't think that's a guy he'll take possessions away from a younger guy but we need, uh, we need a true veteran scorer. Is there somebody that comes to mind? Or is, is that something you even think the Hornets need this offseason? I,
0: I I just think they need to get some gritty guys in there, man, some veteran guys. Uh, I'm not keeping bouncing about the Utah, but like a guy like Royce O'Neal that can uh, play defense, can uh, mm-hmm. lock up on the defensive end. They just need some guys, you know, that can just go after. I feel like once they get a coach, that, that obviously that's their first priority, but once they get a coach, kind of everything else will fall into place. If we get Quinn Snyder, I think that's the – Uh, uh, soon as we get Quinn Snyder, we're either going to – if Donovan Mitchell and and, uh, Rudy are not happy in Utah, one of them are going to want to leave. And I'm not saying Quinn Snyder can get one of them here, but if he's able to get Donovan Mitchell here, we send out Terry Rozier and some other pieces, maybe P.J. I don't – these are just hypotheticals. The Hornets Mm -hmm. do have two first-round draft picks due to the trade – due to New Orleans making the playoffs. And with that signing trade with Devonte graham so we do have the number 15 pick and the number 13 pick if i'm not mistaken i do i do know it's two top 15 picks though so we do have the draft captain go after somebody we do have james book knight and um kai jones who were two uh two first round picks last year like i said we gordon Hayward. we do have a max contract that we can uh, match somebody another star salary with so With Gordon, of course, it's like what team wants to take him. I mean, the guy hasn't been available for the last – he only plays half a season for the last two years. So that's really going to be a surprise. Um, And it it depends what's out there, bro. I feel like really get a coach and then go from there. But do you think – would you take – let me throw this at you. Would you take Russ on the team if if you were able to get rid of Gordon's Hayward contract? I know Gordon has two years left on his contract. Russ has one. Um, We'll probably have to get – throw another contract in there for the match, but what do the Lakers throw in the 27, uh, the 2027 first round pick in there for Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre for Russ.
1: Mm. That's.
0: We only got him for that, one year and Russ is going to be available.
1: Yeah. The the one year is what would make me say, yeah, if Russ, only, if Russ only have a one year on his contract, you're taking that Gordon Hayward contract off and freeing up that cap space, excuse me, freeing up that, that space. I would say yes, do I expect the team to go backwards? Yes. Do I expect us to make the playoffs? <laughs> Probably not. Uh no, this this is and I hate all the Russ slander lately, man, because in the right system, me and you both know. I'm I'm gonna let you speak, but me and you both know Russ is it can be effective. It's just you also know Russ is gonna take away shots. So if this other guy's on your team that you're trying to develop, that you're trying to keep, you know, keep getting better and growing taking the ball out of their hands is probably not the best way to go about it and I know Russ seems to have like kind of a strong attitude not in a not in a uh, bad thing because I don't really hear many teammates say too many bad things I know we try to isolate the KD and all that uh, situation but not too many like teammates the other 14 15 guys on the team usually have good things to say about Russ you know he's a competitor he works hard but he ultimately he does take too many shots, so not the best thing for a young team, man. We'll go backwards. I, I, I'm definitely standing by that. We we'll, we would go backwards.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, man, there's not a lot of uh, free agents available um, in in this upcoming uh, free agency. Like I say, uh, Deont uh, excuse me, DeAndre Ayton would be the most hot uh, commodity, but he's a restricted free agent, so Phoenix can match it at any point. Um, you could possibly do a sign and trade with them, who, but I don't think it depends how the playoff plays out for them. If we go after him, um, uh, I, Cal Anderson would be a veteran presence, not necessarily a veteran scorer, but a smart player, uh, put guys in the right position. Uh, TJ Warren, uh, we all, we both know he can get a bucket. Um, I know he's been, I think he was injured this past season, but, um, uh, TJ Warren, TJ War can go get a bucket, a veteran guy. Another mm-hmm. guy who's actually, um. Uh, who's a free agent, uh, Yusuf Nurcic, maybe uh butchering that name. Report. Oh, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be bad. He'll probably be cheaper. He'll probably be one of the more cheaper options compared to uh, Rudy and DeAndre and, and the mouse turning. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind that. My thing is I don't know if he's able to keep up with the fast pace that we play with, but depending on what coach we get, I think that all uh, kind of impacts that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that
1: definitely, definitely impacts it. And, and – Really, I know I said veteran score, but I mean a vet who who, who still plays, who can somewhat uh like moderate the game a little what, bit, who can, what, what who can somewhat into, slow it down. With the
0: yeah. of
1: Chicago. Oh man, that's 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 A plus plus. That's times three, what I was thinking. I just you know what I mean. I feel yeah. like at times the Hornets was playing real fast and out of control, and it wasn't really a guy who was like, breathe. Let let's run this, let's run the play, let's let's stop just running up and down the court. Uh, just a guy to slow the ball down.
0: Kind of like what Lou Will did with the Clippers, even though that was a veteran team, but a veteran that knew where to go, where to get to, um, and how to get a bucket. Um, but exactly, like I say... Uh, it's like what
1: we wanted Gordon to be.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. What we wanted Gordon to be. Speaking of Chicago, Zach Levine is an unrestricted free agent. Mm. Uh, we, and I, I don't know how serious he has been, but I'm sorry
1: I keep cutting you off. The last few years, I know we've always heard that Zach Levine... Hornets trade,
0: rumor, rumor. But it's never been nothing solid for me. Uh, but, yeah, my bad. No, no, you're totally fine. The only other thing we we have going for us, where right, it's a few players on player options, the most no- notable was James Harden and Bradley Bill and Kyrie Irvin all have player options. Um, so, they, I mean, it's hard for – with James Harden, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not going to turn out 42000000 million. He'll probably sign the extension with the Sixers, unless everything just goes to hell uh, up in Philly right now. Um like I said, is Miami you know, sweeping them or Harden doesn't show up and Dan Tony comes to the Hornets, that could be an option. Um, but who knows if he really wants to come here, you know, and play with LaMelo. It's, it's so many what-ifs. But, um, yeah, man, I just think the Hornets, they definitely got to solve that problem as far as the big man. Like I said, we have, we have the draft capital and some talent to make a move for players. Now, who, who are your guys that, um, that you feel are untouchable? I think I may have lost you there, but um, who is the guy that you think that may be untouchable? For for us,
1: you mean other than Lamelo? Would you say a is automatic? Other than Lamelo? Yeah, to he, um, me he's automatic. Yeah. Other than Lamelo, for me, the that guy would be uh, Miles Bridges. Um,
0: okay. I, I mean, he just
1: just showing too much upside for a guy that, like a guy on our team who's showing he's continuously getting better and better and better every single year uh, what i think he's going into what year four or
0: year five this was his fourth year so he's going into year five
1: year five i mean he's just he's just showing he's getting better i think he's falling into his uh his kind of nba path a little bit that's a guy for me i gotta keep
0: um what about you i mean i think you hit on uh, hit on the head bro i uh, gotta keep Lamelo, of course and got to keep mouse they have a great relationship um I mean, their games are both continuing to grow. You saw that this year with both being pretty much uh, both, damn near both all-stars. But Draymond Green made a, made a great point um, during this time. He was like, you know, it's kind of hard for people to pick one or the other because they both played for the same team. And we didn't mm-hmm. have a, the best record during that time. We were in a top seed. So people were – he kind of was like they're going against each other with the, with the voters. Like, it was pretty much split between them two. But, um, yeah, I mean, those are my untouchables. Uh, I like Terry, but, I mean – if you tell me I just need to get rid of Terry Rozier to improve my team, I mean, Terry, I mean, I like you, bro, but you got to go. You got to go. No, nah, no, nah, Terry, you got to go. Cause,
1: and, and, it, and it may be a good thing for Terry because Terry's another guy that has kind of been getting better. We've seen, I mean, I say it, lately over the last last three years, he's been somewhat steady, but he he's still very effective, a guy that we rely on night in and night out, and that maybe another team on a bigger stage and more playoff championship ready team could really
0: use. Um, so I, I don't think that would be bad for either parties right there, man. Yeah, it'd definitely be interesting. Like, I I really hope the Hornets – I mean, it may be some guys – and you know in the NBA offseason, man, your contract may not be up, but you can just say, hey, uh, I want to leave here, or something happens. It really depends yeah. on the playoffs what's going to happen, because, you know, of course, it's the NBA offseason. Players are going to move. You know, even in the season, we see the player movement that happens uh, in, the, in the NBA. So, mm-hmm. like the Ben Simmons, the James Harden, the Tyrese Halliburton, getting moved, so you, you, you never know with the NBA offseason, but, I mean, I, I'm excited. I feel like this is the most optimistic I've been about the Hornets, as far as, like, with the quality coaches that are out there, potentially. Uh, I know Mark Jackson's interviewing with the Kings, but the Dan Tony and Quinn Snyder, if that's realistic, I'm all for it. Quinn Snyder would have to, you know, of course, get let go about the Jazz, but if we get an option to get one of those three guys, um, or either possibly a Sam Cussell, Um he's been on coaching staffs with Doc Rivers and Ty Luke, we both know mm-hmm. what they've been able to do, and he's a player coach. So if we can get a veteran coach in here, we have, like I said, we have two first-round draft picks. We, I, I would hate to see our young players like James Booknight or Kai Jones go, but it's going back to that thing where if I can improve my team by getting rid of these guys and I can improve our team drastically, I'm not, I'm not mad at, uh, you know, having those guys shipped out of here. Nah.
1: And I'm I, the Hornets have to feel the pressure. Do you think the Hornets organization as a whole feels the pressure? Like, Hey, we got LaMelo here. We hear the birds. We hear the chirps. You know, we know we only got a couple of years to kind of turn this thing around or LaMelo's out. Do you feel that way? Or do you think maybe LaMelo's in it for the long haul or the Hornets aren't even thinking like that? Uh, it's
0: probably in the back of their minds. I think right now they just see the talent that's on the roster and feel like they should be improving, um, I felt like they thought they should have took a step like Atlanta did last year against Philly um, in the playoffs, like, you know, make that next step. But we got to win the playoff series first. So I, I think it's honestly, they and they can think about it, but at this point they got to take it one step at a time. You, If he wants to go, at least you know, you'll get a, a nice haul for LaMelo. If he leaves, I don't want to see LaMelo go, of course. Uh, you know, I feel like we got a franchise player. uh, like what he can bring to the table. And he's only 20 years old, bro. So <laughs> I, if, if I'm them, I'm trying to do whatever I can to, to keep him here and I think that's what um I'm not sure if he has any input if they're listening to his input about the coach but I feel like hey man just listen to what he says or take you know take his uh his opinions into consideration when you're making a decision
1: definitely I, ho- I hope they're at least going about it as hey this is our franchise guy because I feel like any organization any franchise guy we may we may not even be we may not even care we might not even give a rat's what your opinion is, but hey, this is our guy, so we're at least gonna ask him. you know what I mean? Let's at least ask the 20-year-old man. Let let him know that this isn't just about I hate to say it, but fake it if you got to. Even if you don't care what his coach's opinion is, we need to treat this guy like a franchise, like a franchise player, because if you don't, another franchise will. I, I I'm just I'm a believer that you can't you got to treat your your star guys like star guys. And I, I don't know if the Hornets organization is even used to having that. Like who who is our top star to even grace through the city. I, I, no disrespect, but I mean like Jared Wallace, Steven Jackson, Kimba Walker is de- definitely the
0: the Kim most notable. Him and Jared Wallace. And I would say more Kimba, because Kimba was a college star coming out of, you know, coming out of the draft. Mm-hmm. So I would have to go with Kimba uh, over a, uh crash, even though I love him and Stephen Jackson brought to the city um, that uh, when they got together. But that was short, you know, that was short lived. Kimbo, you know, was in and out on yeah. to day in Charlotte. Uh, we drafted him. So, uh, Kimbo was a pretty franchise scorer. So, you know, him. And then if you want to go before him, you have to um, go with another player. But I, I, I like um, I like what we have uh, with LaMelo and our uh, young core.
1: Yeah, man. I just, Cornish, keep going, man. Keep, keep, just keep doing what you're doing. I, I think they know that they have a franchise guy. Uh-huh like I said, I like who they pulled, pulled in upstairs. Uh, but we'll just see from here. Hornets really got to do something to me over the next two to three years. Um, to at least we at least need to win a playoff series over the next two or three
0: years. I think they, they got to win a playoff, win the playoff series uh, next year or either depending on who they face and how the playoff series goes. I mean, yeah. so much that, you know, how so much that can go yep. uh, that can happen in the playoffs or even within the season. So it depends, man. I, uh, like I say, I would, I, I just hope they get together, bro. They have a lot, they have everything you need to make a move for a key player. And this is an attractive spot for a coach that wants to coach. Yes, yes, not yes. like Sacramento, you know, Sacramento got some pieces, but you know, it's kind of been shaky for years there. Um, and I know that's kind of like the, uh, the pot calling the kettle black, but it is what it is. I know we can't really say much about them, but I mean, we made the playoffs um, since uh, before them, even though we haven't done that in the playoffs. Um, and then the, the Lakers job, it takes a certain coach to get that job. And it's just so much to come with coaching the Lakers with. pressure. With it's Ryan. a lot of pressure over there. Yeah, it's, it's a lot going on there that they got to clean up first. So, honestly, I think we have the most attractive job. I just hope we pick the right the right coach. Yeah, man. I, like,
1: I, 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 I know every coach who's even interviewing for the job has got to be thinking potential here. Like, potential, potential, potential here. Um, of course, you know Michael Jordan, the owner, but just – I know we keep saying it, y'all. I know we keep saying it, but you don't understand. We, we don't really see this. Like Jamal said, our success is usually short-lived. And I, I know these last couple seasons with these new guys hasn't necessarily been super successful, but basketball fans see it. Hornets fans see it. Guys that watch the Hornets every night see that we're getting better. It's a lot more potential here than back in 2016, back in 2017, back in 2018. Like, we, we, we are definitely in a different spot as a franchise.
0: Yeah, definitely a lot of young talent, um, man. If if they can somehow get rid of Gordon Hayward's contract, even if they don't get much for it or don't have to give away nothing to get rid of him, rid of Gordon, um, I like Gordon as a player, but it's just you know, hey man, it's been two years and you, I don't even know if you played a total of 82, 82 games, honestly. So, yeah. yes, we we get, we got to make a move, man. Um, but I guess we'll just leave it there. Um, hopefully, we we can come to you guys with an update about coaching. Um, either some more candidates that possibly come about um, and also potentially um, a coach and hire uh, within the next weeks, but we'll definitely be back with another episode pertaining to any and everything uh, sports related. So uh, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and check us out on uh, YouTube at inside the scoreboard and also uh, on the podcast. on all streaming platforms, um, Apple, Spotify, like I said, everywhere inside the scoreboard. And I also follow the IG page and Corey, do you have that IG page?
1: Y'all heard it, man. Inside the scoreboard is the IG page as well. Inside the scoreboard, across the board. Um, Appreciate y'all tuning in. Again, don't forget, hit that YouTube inside the scoreboard. Streaming on all platforms. But, yeah, that's all we got for you today, man. Make sure y'all tune in. We'll be dropping more on our Instagram um,
0: for all updates. Yeah. And and Twitter. Yep, I would uh, definitely check out the uh, IG page. Definitely a lot uh, lot coming there. And the YouTube page uh, for the local fans as far as, like, uh, Hornets basketball and Carolina fans. Uh, Check out the uh, Inside the Scoreboard YouTube page. Uh, Definitely got some good content there. And uh, like I say, also uh, check out the Twitter as well. So we appreciate you guys. And uh, tune in for next time.
1: Again, as always, man, I'm Corey.
0: I'm Jamal. Appreciate it.